Hello and welcome to Phoenix Vision. I'm Jess Farmer and my guest today is Kyra Goldie, clairvoyance and healer. So this was an absolutely magical episode and one of my favorites so far on Phoenix Vision. We went into Kyra's healing journey and what led her to facilitate others' healing journey through her readings. We took a dive on the tarot, which was fantastic because I got to learn a hell of a lot about its application and how it can help guide and support people in their healing journeys. We spoke about the magic of life and actually went through a tarot reading for myself, which I kind of halfway through started feeling a bit apprehensive about doing it on the podcast because it got quite personal. (laughs) So yeah, I really hope you enjoy Kyra Goldie. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Vision. I am here with my guest for today, Kyra Goldie. I've uh, been really excited to bring Kyra on the podcast for, for, for a while. I've been really looking forward to going through this interview. And uh, yeah, Kyra is a wonderful, wonderful person. She's like the kind of person that um, you, you, you're with and you're like, I can really gel with this person. And uh, she's just like a, a, a being of love. And um, yeah, she's, uh, Kyra is a clairvoyant and healer who uses a number of powerful modalities to work with many different people with many different challenges in supporting their healing and growth. I met her at a meditation evening and uh, yeah, always felt a lot of warmth and um, yeah, like I could really get on with her. Uh, she's got a fantastic aptitude when it comes to reading the tarot. I've learned many, many things from her about the tarot in the past. And the tarot is the main body of our podcast today, but there's about a million other subjects that uh, I'd love to go into uh, as well. But uh, we'll, we'll keep it on the tarot for today. But, uh, but yeah, there's so much that we could um, uh, potentially explore. But So uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Kyra. Thank you, Jazz. I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you, talk with you. Um, we've been planning this for ages, but you know. <laughs> finally we're here in Scorpio season which is probably what you wanted all along anyway to have a good old Scorpio chat about the occult <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that is, is, is the divine timing everything as it's supposed to be so it wasn't me as the spirit maybe wanted well it. I, I think if if your listeners don't know I can tell them I can reveal that you have many planets in Scorpio don't you Jess <laughs> What, me? Nah. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're a walking Scorpio phenomenon. Um, so it's really good to talk to you right in your element right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that is the reason. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we chat about Scorpio a little bit because um, it, it is um, very tied to the um, to the themes of the occult and mysticism, and that's very also like uh, in with the tarot. So um, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I could uh, ask you a little bit about that that kind of side of things. Um, uh, yeah got moon in Scorpio as well so yeah (laughs) yeah I've got moon in Scorpio I'm a Pisces and I have Jupiter and Pisces and Pisces is is probably the most uh probably the sign that is the most at home with this sort of work I'm a Pisces the work I do because uh Pisces you know is well at home with this because of Neptune um looking through illusions enjoying the illusion and looking through it at the same time and feeling the undercurrents of things because I very much live in the undercurrents um 
which before I really knew anything was very difficult for me as a child. And I think it's difficult for a lot of children and young people who are empathic and switched on and they, they might not realise it and they're walking through life feeling all these undercurrents, feeling how other people are feeling and not realising that it, that's something they can control and work with rather than be at the mercy of it. Um, a Scorpio is a fixed sign. It's a water sign. It, well, Pisces is mutable, so we're wishy-washy all over the place, very porous. Um, Scorpio is a fixed sign, which is a, a little bit easier to deal with, I think. And you have Mars as your ruler, which is very action-based, very masculine, and it's your warrior. Um, so I... Yeah, I see the Scorpio is very much a warrior of the of the occult. Um, and by occult, I just mean, you know, the knowledge that isn't in particularly in the mainstream or taught to us in school. You have to find it out in other ways. Yeah. And Scorpio thrives on transformation. And the occult paths are all about transformation. It's a it's a path of continually dying to yourself and being reborn, dying and being reborn. And Scorpio knows all about that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, and you and you have to. And what that does is it it helps you to let go of your attachments, which is the, one of the main one of the main one of the main points of of spiritual growth is to let go of attachments. So when you're dying to yourself, you're you're building up something. It gets destroyed. You have to rebuild yourself. You you have a relationship. You think it's everything. It gets destroyed. You have to rebuild yourself. That process is very Scorpio, and it helps you to loosen all your attachments to your desires, which it liberates you in the end. If you can, if you manage to survive. <laughs> yeah, it's a ball like sometimes. It's just like, oh god. <laughs> again oh damn it and then it's like all right this is going up the other side again and then okay we're going crashing back down <laughs> yeah yeah it's a roller coaster ride yeah so like um uh virtually every single piscean i know is seems to have like this like supernatural power of feeling like my god like some uh, like piscean's I've, I've spoken to just like the the what they can just tap into and feel is just like wow and yeah I, I think it's like really poignant what, what what you said about um you know growing up and not knowing the reason why you know you're sort of, sort of feeling people so much uh, you know I, I i can i can relate and with a similar thing i, I remember like uh, i used to be like go to parties when i was younger and just being able to kind of feel the kind of uh, the insecurities and trauma of, of, of other people and then you know, identifying that with myself and then kind of taking that on as, as mine and maybe maybe some of it was mine as well and it probably was but then the intensity of being able to you know be in that place and I, I think it's like yeah I think as we go through life we can develop more and more tools for that and mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the the big lesson for being that way is is that we are all one and you we are feeling each other and the big the big thing about Pisces is this 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 moving into a place where you you really do experience the whole of being as as one thing um 
and you're not victimized by it. Instead, it, it, it enables you to open your heart and expand um, and let go of your individual, you know, your individual game to be more about the whole because that's how you're experiencing it. That's how I do my work. When people, people often write to me and say, so, so how do you do your work? How does this work? And I, all I can say, I keep saying the same thing to them, which is we are all one. It's not just hippie woo-woo. Um, that's how I can do this. That's how I can look into your world and you're halfway around the earth and I've never met you. I've just got your name. Um, it's because we are all connected. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can say to people when, when they, and they, it does seem to be a satisfactory answer, actually, surprisingly enough, because it does, it seems quite brief, but it, it does seem to satisfy. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 if, if it's truth and people resonate with that, know, it, know the truth of it. Then, yeah. Oh, I love this. We've gone super deep already. This is going to be great. Uh, it's coffee, isn't it? We're chewing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. <laughs> All right, awesome. So um, first question, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. So um, would you be able to give a bit of a rundown of your journey into healing and what led you into working with others, as well as maybe like just like general life journey? Yeah, I was actually I was talking to one of my housemates about this. I was saying to her, I know he's going to ask me about my story. And I was saying, how much do you say and how much do you not say? Because my story is a, it's a little bit fruity. <laughs> and, and often when I give people, when I tell people tidbits, you know, sometimes they're like cool with it, but other times they just like jaw drop and they're like, oh man. And I was telling someone a story about, you know, my past a while ago and she, you know, she literally got out the sage and started. Was like okay, I need to hear that not everything is for everyone. So let me just <laughs> say that that you know, it, and I'm saying that because I know that a lot of people who you know you included and other people have had experiences that you know you really think that it's crazy. You really think, my God, really, what is happening? Um, so just to, I'm not going to go into details about that kind of stuff particularly, but just to, just to put it out there that you're not alone. If if that's something, if you've been through some of these more crazy experiences, you're not alone. There's quite a few of us who have, but I've, I've come to understand that maybe it's not for everyone to hear that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, basically I was, uh, when I was a kid, I would, I would hear, I would hear voices murmuring and um, I would hear them murmuring. And when I got stressed, it would get louder and I would just focus on that instead of what was stressing me out. And it was a real comfort to me. I really, and I just felt like that was normal. I mean, I had no point of reference, no one to tell me that wasn't normal because that was just what had always happened. I heard these, you know, murmuring voices, very comforting um, and then when I was about nine, my my dad's a doctor, and he was quite he was having a really bad day, and I heard him downstairs shouting about, you know, patients who were nutters talking, hearing voices, and he was going to send them to the nut house. 
and I was terrified. I, it was like a moment of realization. I was like, "Oh my god, that's me! I'm a nutter. If I let, if if this carries on, I'll get sent to the nut house." I was I was about nine years old, so I went into the bathroom and I was like, "Stop it!" And then the voice it was really loud at that point because I was really frightened. I was freaking out, and I said, "Just stop it! Just stop it! Stop!" And it stopped. That's the first time in my life it stopped. And I got tinnitus instead, which I've had ever since. So that's how I knew I wasn't mad because it stopped. So that was quite a, a pivotal point. And then, you know, I just sort of, I just sort of muddled on as best I could until I was in, I don't know, I think I was, you know, went through relationships, went to India, felt like, you know, I was drowning a lot of the time because, and I was very introverted. Um, I would have probably said I was quite paranoid, but was I? I was really feeling what goes on. And you know what we're like in our heads. We are very judgmental. Humans are really judgmental. We've got nasty minds in there. Uh, we've got beautiful minds too, but we do get irritated. We do get nasty. And I, I could, you know, I know, I know it's very real to me what other people are thinking and feeling, you know, and I, and I would be very sensitive to that and just be very introverted. Um, and eventually I I started to learn how to do massage um, as a way to get, you know, I, I, just, I just felt really drawn to it. And as soon as I started touching people, everything changed. Um, the people that I was touching, they would just fall asleep. They would just get knocked out. This is why we're doing the course. As soon as I started touching them and the teacher was very good, he said, oh, that's a good sign. Just let it happen. And, it was just very natural to me. Then my hands started burning and and then I just knew that that was a path I had to take. And I started working in a I started working um in a holistic health center. I walked out of my life. I left my boyfriend, I left college course I was doing. Um I left everything and um went and lived it. It was basically a ghost town in Merseyside, like really empty place, but they had a holistic health centre and I could work there um doing this. And yeah, that's how I started. And then I met a shaman woman who came along and she just taught me everything that she knew. She was very, very generous to me. She took me under her wing and just she taught me that I, I could do readings. She just, the first time I did it, I, 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 you know, I'd never done it before. And she, she just said, just drop your mind and read the cards. I was like, okay then. <laughs> and it worked. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> and it just worked. And she was helping me to um, create a life for myself using what I've got because she would say that if you don't use it as a service, then you're just going to, it's going to, you're just going to crumble. You're not going to be able to function well. And I wasn't functioning well in the world. And she was right. As soon as I started using it as a service, which was very, very difficult at the start, I wasn't used to being talking to people in a direct way and telling them these things that would come up in readings, which were often, very direct, very personal. Um, yeah, so I, it was difficult in the start. And then I worked as a, I, I worked for psychic companies and then I set up my own and uh, I was doing 
healing and massage in the Western way. And then I met a teacher who who put me with the Maori healers from New Zealand. And that changed my whole way of working, just being around them and having their body work on myself. And then um, working closer with one of them, it just changed everything about the way I do physical healing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's kind of it, really. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, that's awesome. And w- one thing that came up when you were talking about um, using it or crumbling is a saying, like, if you do not bring forth that which, in, that which is within you, that which is in within you will destroy you. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's almost uh, like, you know, you bring your gifts forward, otherwise you will kind of crumble inside because these yeah. are, are ways of like being able to serve others and serve the world. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, it, I, I would have preferred if it was plumbing or being electrician or my gift to the world was lighting, air conditioning. It would have made my life a lot easier instead of being, you know, doing something that I rarely tell other people what I do, you know, because of the reaction. I mean, I just feel weird saying it, you know, even though I've been doing this for over 20 years now and I love it. I don't love telling people what I do because I know how it sounds. Like I heard this Lama, this Buddhist Lama saying, um, I love my, I love my job, but I hate my profession. And I, I, that's how I feel about it too. I love my job, but I hate my profession. Do you know the, the way it is portrayed, the way it can be. I mean, it's a very tricky thing to do. Um, ethically it really is very very hard Um, the actual work is very very it's natural you know it's natural it's um I suppose you could say it's a gift Um, although everybody can do this there is something in my family heritage that points to this so I can see it as you know okay I was definitely meant to do this because my great aunt my great uncle my grandmother yeah I know what's going on there um but to to do this ethically without manipulating people without hustling for money um is really difficult yeah because temptation especially when i started out the temptations are there and i was around i was around psychics who were who were demonstrating to me how not to do it basically mm-hmm. That's, that's very valuable because we, we we learn off of everything uh, off of everyone, and uh, a lot of the time, learning what not to do and how not to do it is just mm-hmm. about, about how mm-hmm. to do it. And uh, I think um, you know, I, I I very much vouch for you from all the um, contact we've had in the past, as well as I've, I've seen one of your readings for someone, and it's the real deal. And like just to see like the per- how shocked the person was because it was just so applicable to her life and what was happening for her at the moment and i think you know if if you are in in that place of authenticity and you are like you know in in that place of ethics you know i imagine you know, you'd want need to hustle because it's just like when when you are putting out this really great service which is really helpful to a lot of people you know that that gravitates mm-hmm. people and uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to ask like what what are some of the difficulties in um 
keeping keeping ethical. Um, oh, all right. The, I mean, some of them are probably quite personal to me because of my personality or my conditioning. Um, so you have people who, okay, one of my techniques <laughs> is is to just fall in love with everybody who I work with, you know, not in a weird sexual way. <laughs> Go away, Scorpio. <laughs> to just genuinely fall in love with whoever's in front of me, even if it's just, you know, an email reading. I will fall in love with that. I will, you know, just fall in love with that person. I just, and that's how I access the thing, the gift or whatever it is. That's how I access it, just to fall in love with the person and just, just want to give you everything. And the person has a very strong desire of what they want to hear. You know, so say they fancy someone or they've been dumped and they they really want to hear that that person's going to come back or they've got an idea they want to do for a career. They really want to hear that they're going to be successful. And I know they're not. It's not. It's a no. It's like dead end. No, no. And when you when you're in that thing of, Oh, I just want to love you. So I love you. I want to give you everything. But I'm going to have to break your heart because that's actually the truth of what I'm seeing. Um, so when I first started, I would work on, uh, I worked on the psychic phone line. And it was so difficult for me to do the job. It was so hard. That my, my first few clients, I would feel their desire and I would be like, I get into their desire with them. Yes, I can see it. Oh, yeah. Oh. But it was wrong. You know, I knew it was, but I could get into that and I hadn't learned how to tell the difference or to have that boundary. So to link in with someone and to feel the love for them, but without getting into their BS or their illusion to know it's there but not get into it that took a long time to to get that straight um so that's one of the ways one of the things to be ethical and then on a different level one of the companies i work for well all the companies i work for i worked for companies for about 2 years before i did my own thing because i couldn't do it anymore so they they would say to you things like Okay, so people, the person's going to book a 20-minute reading with you on the phone. So when you get to hold back information until the last minute and then drop a little bit of, it, of you know, the information you've been holding back until the last minute so they add more time on, yeah, they'd ask yeah. you to do things like that. <laughs> Just be like, are you serious? You can't do that because if the information's coming... If I try and manipulate it in any way, it just it just blocks and I can't say anything. So, but there are people that are out there using those techniques. Um, they're genuine psychics, which is very powerful because people will they want that, but they will be, you know, squeezing you for money. And I, so, I, 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 that's another way that 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 sort of thing, yeah, ethical thing. Um, other ethical things are sometimes you might you you don't want to make people's decisions for them 
um, so there's a way of there's a way of, of of presenting information that doesn't get in the way of the person's free choice. And I do, do a lot of prayers before the reading. I do a lot of prayers all day, every day, and I always add in things about my work. Please keep me in alignment with what's right and true, and please keep me in a good place with this. I'm constantly praying like that because you need to do that. Because if you fall asleep on this job, you could end up in a really sticky position. Um, I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> um, and then sometimes there are occasions where you do have to step in and say, "You no, do not do this. Like, don't do this. Um, and there have been occasions where I do that. It's just a, you're going down the wrong path. Don't do this. Don't go there. Don't do that. And it's very definite and sure and bam. But that's quite rare. Actually, more often than not, I'm presenting. Um, I'm presenting what I call possibilities, but experience has shown me that it's more concrete than that because of the feedback I get. Yeah. Oh, this is so fascinating! I'm really, <laughs> yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh man, it's just like you know what? Uh, when I was a kid, I. Uh, used to believe in magic and then I stopped believing in magic and now later on I know magic is real because I've seen and experienced a lot of it um which is actually yeah um something I'd love to ask you about I mean you're the first person uh really like broaching this with on 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 the podcast and it's uh, called the magic of life yeah um you know I I was talking to someone today about this kind of golden thread that seems to pull us through life you know five minutes too early here five minutes too late there we Mm. never would have gone on a certain path and Mm. you know and you know there's some experiences that can't really be explained logically and you know um some people call it god some people call it consciousness and it's kind of like this unseen force that moves our world and creates synchronicities and creates opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, creates everything. If, if that's mm-hmm. what, uh, if that's the, what you, what you believe, which I, I, I know I, I, I do very much. So mm-hmm. um, I'd be really keen to hear like, what, what is your philosophy on the spirit and how the universe moves as well as just the magic and majesty of life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it it whatever you want to call it it wants a relationship with you it wants to play with you so you can you can passively go through life observing it observing the synchronicities and the magic and just be like wow this is amazing oh my god this but if you knock on the door it opens and then you get to it wants to play with you. This is a conscious thing that can happen. So the divine, the divine force, the life force, whatever you want to call it, it wants a relationship with you. It, it, you can go through life just sitting back and watching it. You can go through life completely unaware of it as well, which a lot of people choose to do. And it is a choice, I believe. Or you can have a relationship with it. You can start talking to it and having it talk back to you. You can start. I said this prayer. 
God, if you're real, show me who you are in ways I cannot deny and cannot doubt. Please and kaboom. That prayer is still being answered every day. Every it's like a cosmic joke on me. It's like, you know, <laughs> oi, still here, still real. You know. <laughs> it's still being that that prayer is still very much alive and blowing my mind on a daily basis. And then you can I mean, when you really invite this in, you really invite a relationship, you really say yes to it, that's when I think the magic gets turned up massively and it just takes you on a very interesting path indeed. Um, and doors just keep on op- opening to the extent to which you dare to walk through them. And what 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 can help you in this is a very active sense of curiosity more than anything, I think that our power of curiosity is what can give us a very real relationship with the life force or with the divine, um, you know, and it will, t- it will just, it will blow your mind completely and it will, it will take you somewhere you, you never dreamed was possible. And all this stuff is, is beyond your imagination because your imagination is only showing you what you've already experienced. I mean, that's your mind is giving you, is your imagination. It's showing you what you've already experienced. So when you take the next step and you really push yourself through that door, you, can, you just have to let all of that go and just see what, what's happening in front of you and just walk deeper into it. Um, and to keep saying yes to it and keep asking questions like, is this right? Am I taking this right step right? And then synchronicities happen that just push you a bit further. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes at points you you feel absolutely alone as if it's all stopped. It's just, poof, it all goes quiet and it's like, God is hiding from you. You know, the life force is like hiding behind a pillow, waiting to see what you're going to do. And you just have to be very still, very steady. You say, it's fine. Come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> Eventually it all goes back again. It's a big game. <laughs> yes, this cosmic game that we're all in. So I think seeing life as a game makes it a lot more exciting and uh, playful as, as well. And, uh, yeah, I really love love what, like everything that you just um, articulated about it. And, um, for for me, it's it's, it's very much this. Um, it's like the mystery, you know. It's so so mysterious, yeah. and like you know, I, like we're floating on the. I heard this on a podcast the other day. I was just like, oh my god, that's so good. There's some someone saying we're floating on this giant rock which has all of this life on it like you know like water fish whales freaking antelope humans and we're flying through space uh around a massive ball of fire it's like how, how can you deny that magic is real right? <laughs> it's just like yeah how did, how did this all happen it just didn't, it didn't just get here by, by accident and um yeah i just i just find it just so mysterious and magical and you know the, the deeper you go the more you you realize like <laughs> how much more expansive there is it's like the the endless ocean 
Um, yeah, it's it's beyond our our mind's capacity to understand it. So we call it magic, but you know, from from what I see as I push it further and further, is that I I inch forward millimeter by millimeter in um, understanding it more, and it all seems quite logical and practical, millimeter by millimeter, because it's a funny process of trying to understand and see the 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 real the realisticness of it as well as the mystery you know because it we just don't understand it so then it's a mystery and that's great why not (laughs) absolutely absolutely. so i'd love to talk about uh how we can start deciphering the mystery so i I understand that one of the ways which we could do that is through the tarot Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, i pull a card every single day i actually pull three uh three from the uh usual tarot deck and one from like an archetype deck and that kind of it's pretty cool. I mean, it guides my day and I've actually, uh, it's actually shows me certain things that to maybe watch out for, or sometimes it's actually mm-hmm. altered what I do in that day because the cards mm-hmm. will, it's hard to explain, but it's showing me something. Then I'll get a realization. I'm like, Oh no. Yeah, actually I do need to do that. Uh, thank you. Cards. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. So, um, so yeah. Uh, my question is like, how would you describe the tarot? What is it? What is contained within it? What can people use it for and how do you use it to help support a person's healing journey? Well, the tarot, as far as I understand it, it 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 came about because, you know, in the old days, people, not everyone could, could, could speak, I was going to say. <laughs> no, they could speak. They just couldn't read and write because they didn't have the schooling system. There wasn't a lot of literacy. Um, and only the, the priests and, you know, certain people could read the scriptures and people wanted to know uh, what was in the scriptures. So they, they created these this deck of cards with pictures on so that they could understand the teachings. And that's what the tarot is. It it can be taken on many different levels. Um, it can be used as a as a fortune telling, literally fortune telling device, and it is extremely accurate as that. You can work with it for your for your development, your spiritual development, by studying it in a more um, mental way, by studying the symbols, the numerology, the Hebrew letters associated with each card, by studying the Kabbalah. It's quite closely linked to the Kabbalah, the tree of life. Um, If that's your, you know, if your personality goes that way, then that is a great way of studying it. if your personality goes a different way, like the, I would say the traditional way that witches use it in particular is we scry with the cards and scrying with the cards is great. You, So you look at a card and you, you let it speak to you and different things pop out and your your eyes are drawn to different aspects of it and then it kind of comes alive. And then you just you just watch it. You watch what happens. Like, oh, okay. So I can pick the same card three days in a row, but read it in a completely different way because it comes alive in a different way each time. It shows me a different thing each time. 
So that's quite specific to psychics and witches will we'll use that way. That's the way I was, the way I was taught. She, she taught me, she showed, well, I had to learn all the meanings of all the cards, all 78 of them. And then she said, forget everything you've learned. Never think about it again. Drop your mind and read the card. Kaboom, it works. <laughs> That's a very good way. Well, I found it very effective. So what it's become over the years for me is like it's it's a it's a it's a mischievous friend. It's my mischievous friend, my rascal friend. It is real rascal because no matter what I want to hear, it just tells me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and um it just tells you the truth over and over again you know <laughs> i'm a pisces i like a bit of escapism and fantasy but no the cards give me the truth all the time yeah. um so it's very grounding um it's very helpful it always tells me the truth i talk to it like i talk to a, a friend because that's what it is to me the power behind it is very mysterious I mean, it's what I what I tend to see with it is all the people who've mastered working with the tarot, having left some form of energy trace in the whole thing of the tarot over the thousands of years they've been used. So I just see it as everyone who's really mastered this has given some little sparkle to the entity that is the tarot. It can't be any other way. I just don't understand how it is, how it is. It is so deep. It really is. Once you really get into it, it's um, it's like having a, a living master with you. You can't manipulate it. You you can you can only surrender to it. You know, just like having a just like a teacher. You 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 have no chance of manipulating a teacher. They'll do with you what they want, I and mean, it's for your own benefit. You just, you just gotta, you just gotta go with it, and that's what the tarot's like as well. And I'm like, how can this be with a pack of cards? How can a pack of cards do this? It, I think about that a lot actually, because I like thinking about it because it's just so bizarre. Yes, jokes, jokes. I, I remember a few months ago, um, I had uh, a certain decision that. Uh, want to make and i wanted to go in this direction and it could have could have gone well but it could have maybe not gone well so i decided well i really didn't know what to do so i i, I put it to the tarot and i wanted i wanted to go in this direction right and then i was like, what should i do and then i picked a card this was like the card was just like no don't do this this will go to ruin and i was like uh, that was the answer i didn't want so i picked another yeah. one i was like and then it was again like no uh, i ended up picking nine cards because i wanted to pick a good one <laughs> I got nine cards of just like doom, gloom, do not proceed <laughs> on this path, like don't do it. And I was oh, like, <laughs> I did it anyway. <laughs> and my God, I got my ass handed to me. It was like the wrong <laughs> decision and in a really bad way. And it caused a lot of issues for, me <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I got my ass absolutely handed to me and I had nine cards saying don't do this and I did it anyway and since then I've started actually uh, listening a little bit more um, yeah. to it <laughs> I think that's something we all go through and you 
you know, e- even if someone's hearing this and you would hope they'd hear what your story just now and be like, ah, oh, yes, I will listen to the cards. But I don't think you can unless you, I think you have to go through this, your your own experience of this. Um, You're an <laughs> Absolutely. You have to go through it, the humiliation and pain yourself um, until you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they just, they just, they just keep, they will do that. They will just keep showing you the same thing mm. until you listen. And if you don't listen, then, you know, you have to pay the consequences. Your choice. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, your choice indeed. I mean, a, the, a really good, how I use the cards now is uh, I do a healing work. I do a healing session. And then at the end of the healing session, the person's not ready to go. They need to just sit for a while. I don't want to do small talk. They don't want to do small talk. We've just been through a big thing together. You know, you don't want to sit there and do small talk. It completely ruined the atmosphere. Um, so we do, I, I, I have these transparent tarot cards and we do, we pick the cards and it just rounds the whole healing session off and they see, they pick them at random. And they, it's so specific. It's so bang on point. They usually burst into tears when they see them because it's just, what? And I love that. I love, one of my intentions for my work was that, okay, so I'm this psychic thing. All right, I accept that. So may it be used to really wake people up to, to love to the to to the divine you know to to see that there is a lot more going on here than they might think um and that's what gives me a buzz is when what i've got is used for people just to their eyes go big and they see the world like wow this is this is all new you know it's a ah oh, you know compared with when they walk in through my door and they're covered with their their pain and their their mindsets and their oh what am I gonna do? He doesn't love me. I've got no money. And then they walk out with like, wow, what is this life? Oh my god, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm doing it for. Just that. That's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful, and I, I, I think that's um, really, really great for people to hear because you know, like people have like their um, stereotypes and their, their, their stigmas, and like there's this like kind of like with, with with tarot. I guess like some people would think of like the 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 gypsy woman in the caravan who may lay a curse on you if you, you know, <laughs> put a toe out of line or something like that. But you know, it is. I mean, those people do exist. Mm. I mean, honestly, they do, and, and and people need to be aware of the reality of of life. And is it yes? This this stuff is misused mm. greatly, um, and you need to be on, you need to be not on guard, but just just take things with a pinch of salt. Mm. And when the the real thing happens, you you don't doubt it. But there is a. There, there is that stuff. What you just said is, believe me, it's there. You know, but 
if you say your prayers and everything that you're always guided to the right people who are real and true, then you will, you know, hopefully avoid all of that. But yeah. Well, since since you convinced me that you're on the path of the light, <laughs> I know you're on the path of the light for the wonderful work I've seen you um, and uh, benefit from uh, in the past. Um, and yeah, would you be up for doing a a, a reading? Uh, yeah, with- go on. Let's do some things. What? Do you have any like really really embarrassing personal questions you want me to answer in the reading? <laughs> Maybe not on the podcast. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, definitely. What do you bet? So I've got, I got my deck here and I'm going to pick a few yeah. cards. So I, I, like, um, if you just like, like guide like guide me in terms of yeah. what... So what, what, uh, what, what, what I always say, what I always say, my prayer, I, I call I call the life I call it the life force, but you know, really for me it's a divine mother. That's very personal to me. That's not what it is, but that's my personal my personal cup of tea. Um so I just say, Divine Mother, show Jess what he needs to know in ways that are clear and true and cannot be doubted. And if it's not appropriate for him to know anything right now, just give him nonsense. Just let it be nonsense. <laughs> Thank you. So there's a, you know, there's like a, sometimes you're not supposed to know. So you leave a little door open for that. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but now and then. It happened last night, actually. I, I was with a friend and, and she wanted to... She wanted me to pull cards of her on a specific question, but she also didn't because she knew that she knew the answer and that asking me to pull cards was bogus. Uh, so the cards gave us nothing. And I knew what her question was, even though she didn't say it out loud. So I said to her, I know the answer to your question. You know the answer to your question, so why are we asking the cards? And it was just like, yeah, they won't be played with like that. Jokes, yeah. Very wise. I understand, yeah. yeah. So so what, what, what kind of thing should, uh, do you think I should ask? Oh, well, your bur- whatever your burning question is. Do you have a burning question? Um. Not right now. I guess. Um, I guess. I'm, uh, what, what's in store for this this season uh, that that we're moving into at the moment? The season of Scorpio. Because I'm 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 going to take a week off around my birthday to to kind of do some like work with myself and just uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess like what um, maybe what I should be aware of or what I should watch out for or what I should move move towards this day, this kind of thing. Is, that, you, is that too broad? No, that's fine. So just hold hold that, put it into the cards while you shuffle them. Yeah. I'll also pick some out for you, and then we'll see if they match, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shuffled. Uh, how many should I pick, do you think? You should pick five. Five. And make sure you know, like, don't jumble up the order that you pick them in. That's important. Okay, so I'm picking five names. You know, 
Katoza? Katoza? Four? Katoza? <laughs> what? I forgot what four was in Spanish. It's like... Quatro, quatro. I have no idea. Yeah. Have you got cards that are written in Spanish? No, I was, I was just trying to count it in Spanish. That's really funny because when I started reading tarot, I could only do it in a Spanish accent because I was so, it was the only way I could get over myself to do it. So I just used to do all my readings in a Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> it really worked well for me. <laughs> Um, okay, I got I got my five. Shall I shall I turn them? Give me the number one. Let's see the number one. The page of wands. So. Okay, so we what we're doing here is that we're doing the five a five card spread. So this position, the card number, it's a horseshoe spread. This is my favourite spread to use because it's brilliant. So the first card is your current position, and you have page of wands. Let me see him. So it's this guy. So to describe it for um, for the listeners, we've got uh, a young. Chap. So we've got. A, I'll describe it. He's a he's a he's a young man, and he's holding his big wand in his hands, <laughs> and he he has some very fetching boots on and some very fetching trousers. He's dressed in quite an opulent manner, and he's considering. He's considering something. He's considering something. He's looking at the wand. He's considering something. So this is your this is your current position card. Keep him here. Let me look. Keep him here. Keep him here. Keep him here. Thank you. He's telling me, you see. Don't take him away. <laughs> <laughs> so this is you considering considering where you're going to put your passion. The wand is passions. It's the suit of fire. And fire is what is burning in your heart to be done. It's what's going to set you on fire with your actions, what's going to fuel you through the winter to give you the pizzazz and the and the energy and motivation to keep going. Um and looking down here, what's what's see what's jumping out to me is is I'm looking away from him and I'm looking at the mountains just stretching out in front of him at the bottom there. So that that tells me, dear, that there's a few mountains to climb and go down. There's three. So there's three big challenges coming your way. I say they're big. They look quite far away. They look a little bit small. They're, they're, I was going to say, yeah, this is a, your advice here is not to make mountains out of molehills, okay, because I'm, I'm hearing that they're, they're more molehills than mountains, but you have you have a few you have a mole, few molehills that are going to pop up, and don't treat them like mountains because you might treat them like mountains and go all out and try and conquer them and go you know just overfunction. Don't do. They're just molehills. Chill. It's fine. Consider your wand. <laughs> Consider your passions instead. Don't get distracted by the challenges. Um, because there could be a bit of a pattern here of being so intense about overcoming challenges that you're making challenges happen when there aren't any. And that could be something that you're moving into is eradicating that for the rest of your life. Let's hope so. All right, put him down. He's done his job. <laughs> it's funny because as you're talking, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, this is resonates. Uh, yeah. Uh, the worst. Love this guy. Turn it back up. I never read reverse. Turn him turn the right way around. You don't need to read reverse because the card shows you everything that you need. Sit there looking at it upside down, it's just no point. So uh, it overcomplicates things. So hopes and fit this position is called hopes and fears. You have the lovers there, Jess, in your hopes and fears position. Very interesting. Very interesting. So what I the card is here, and there's 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 a couple, and there's distance between them, and in between them is one of those mountains again, and between them is this cloud, and up above them is is that the angel of something or other, and the sun above the angel, and droplets of fire coming down from the angel's wings. And one and there's two posts, and one of them is has got a uh, some sort of oh god, it's that blooming snake from the Garden of Eden, isn't it? Talking to Eve, yeah. So what I'm seeing here in this card for you is your choices. You just you just don't want it. Choices, choices, choices. You want choices but you also don't want choices as well because you find it really difficult. You don't, you want choices or you don't want choices? You want choices, you don't want choices. And as I'm saying that, I'm seeing the fog. In this, What is talking to me is the fog. In the, you know, there's a cloud shown on the card in between the two lovers. And that's the, I want the choice, but I don't want the choice. I want choices, but I don't know. I, I don't like it when I have choices. So I'm looking at the angel up above because my eyes are drawn up. And that's the message for you is to get yourself to a point in your meditation where you know that there are no choices. So you can get you, this is very particular to you, Jess, you have the opportunity to get yourself to a point in your meditation where the illusion of choice completely disappears and that is done with. So I see this as being a window of time where you you can nail this. So you can nail the mountains out of molehill things. You can nail the illusion of choices thing. You really need to just go deep into yourself because, yeah, you've, there's a lot of um, big chances here for you to totally – I'm seeing in my head this image of, um, you know, the whack-a-mole? When you the the whack a mole thing, yeah, this is you now and over for the next month. Whack a mole, you just whack in. You're whacking, and they're not coming back up again. So it's like a golden gate opened. You must have been saying some good prayers because you've really created laid the laid the ground for you to be able to absolutely thwart some very annoying tendencies that you have. <laughs> For yourself, not other people. It's just the things that drive you nuts. And that's in your hopes and fears. I don't know why that's in your hopes and fears position, but it is. And then on another level, because it's speaking on another level as well, you do want a relationship, but you don't want a relationship. You don't want to get hurt. No. 
don't want to get hurt. So you'll meet someone and you'll be like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Or maybe she's not that amazing. <laughs> maybe she's just like the others. Oh no, 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 she's amazing. Oh no, but maybe she's not. You're sort of playing this game with yourself, talking yourself into it, talking yourself out of it. <laughs> Good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Nah. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. This, this position is the whole reason why I do this spread for everyone all the time is because this position is called what is not expected. And I think that's really what everyone wants to know when they get a psychic reading is they want to know what is not expected, what's going to come along that isn't expected. And for you, my friend, it's death. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you're not going to, you're not going to, no, 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 you're not going to die. So uh, the death card, everybody knows the death card's not really bad, but sometimes it is. Actually, what's out there? <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> so take really good care of your hamster. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. So look, the death card here is actually going to shock you how much you, you change, how much you transform. It's really going to shock you and you're going to be given opportunity that completely take make you just burn all your plans completely <laughs> and it's really going to shock it's really going to shock you yeah i quite like that because I, I i um actually I, I pulled this card the other day so I, I pulled this card three times recently whoa yeah 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 it's, it's come up a lot and um yeah I, i've actually i actually quite like this card because it's um you know it, i guess it goes in the like, scorpionic thing of something has to die in order to transform yeah but what i'm looking at here what is speaking to me in this card is if you look on it there's the priest there offering something to the the knight walking in the death knight and that's what's been talking to me while i'm reading the card for you so that tells me you're going to be offered something that's just going to, and it is it, in the card it's being offered to death, which is change. So you're going to be offered something that is going to change everything. And, and it could take you away from all of your plans and your ideas of, you know, what you set out to do. And that's fine. And it's, and there's also, I also feel to say to you that it's, it's, it's good that you, you have your plans and your goals for some reason, it's fine. It's good. Um, even if it's just to serve the purpose of letting them go, when you know something has come that's right for you to take. So there's a message here about you understanding that the lesson is detachment from your desires. Um, again, this 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 continually comes up for you. You're a very scorpionic person, but it's it's the life force driving you into a beautiful place of liberation, of freedom. Um, so this is this is what's coming. This is what's coming up, and what isn't going to be expected. Even though we're talking about it now, 
when it happens, you'll be shocked. You'll be like, what? What? No way. No way. Really? What? I have to let go of it. What? What? What shall I do? I don't know. What? 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 what, 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 what? <laughs> Even though we talked about it, I assure you that will happen. <laughs> we could talk about it for an hour and that would still happen because it's in this position of what is not expected. It doesn't matter what you think you know. When it actually ha- when the reality of it comes, it blows your mind. And I'm also being drawn here to the, I think it's dawn behind those, dawn is coming in the card. You know, they're in the top right. Dawn is coming. It's a dawn of a whole new world for you. It really is whole new world. So we've we so we're in the middle position, and we've gone we've gone through. We've been talking about you whacking out all these irritating, you know, quite small trivial things that that you do to do your own head in, and then comes the big change, and it brings a new dawn. So that's what happens in the spiritual life: is that you work on small issues, the small stuff. Just work on the small stuff. Just work on the small. For God's sake, work on the small stuff. <laughs> And then the divine takes care of the big stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's really the smart way to do this because you can't deal with you can't deal with your big issue. It's too much. Just the small stuff, the little things that you do to do your head and deal with it. And God comes in and goes, kaboom! There you go. Plonk you down in a nice new pasture with loveliness. All right, next card. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I, I, I... This is the third major arcana card in the so we've got yes, the, big times for you. This is the moon, the moon. So interestingly, I, I drew this reversed earlier as well. I drew this is so this is the second time today I've drawn this. Uh So the moon is she's she's it's a card of it's a card of. It's kind of like when you feel like you're teetering on the edge of madness, which is fine. It's quite a normal human thing to teeter on the edge of madness. Very human. It's a very holy place to be in, actually, on the edge of madness, because it shows that you're breaking through your old patterns, your old conditionings, and you're opening to the mystery. Um, And what I'm looking at here is the the dogs or the wolves howling at the moon. So I can see you at night doing something similar. And it's telling me that you being awake at night with the sky is going to be like your your zone to do things in. So when you take your time off, Make sure that you do give yourself night time because that's a really it's gonna be really potent for you. And the the stars and the moon and all the planets literally gonna drop their knowledge, their wisdom, their blessings. You're gonna feel it in the air. It's gonna feel very magical. If you can just stay up a couple, three nights, not in a row, but you know, dotted here and there. And just sit with the night and see what happens. You'll be you'll be magnetized by something, you know. It'll be really, really good. And you'll also feel like you're on the edge of madness, which is really good. It's a really good thing. 
very good. <laughs> and just don't let it go into any neurosis because that's kind of, it's fine. It passes, you feel normal again, you know, just trust that it's part of a natural rhythm, you being taken to the edge of, oh, my God, am I, am I okay? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Keep going. Keep going. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm also drawn here to the little lobster in the water. Lobster is a sim for me personally, it's a symbol of um relationships, actually, because lobsters mate for life. Did you know that? No. Bless them. They live you know, naturally, if nobody pulls them out of the water and boils them alive, they will live for like 80 years and they mate for life which is really sad when they get boiled. But anyway, so there's a little hint there of something that's coming. There's a little hint, and you may well receive some notions or feelings that is going to put you in tune with a woman who will be your future what's it. So it's like when you're in this thing of looking at him in the night, is it you you're you're kind of in tune with this with this woman who is your future what's it? Something's in tune and you feel like someone's with you. Is it spirit? No, it's not spirit. It's it's a, you know, there is no time is a very it's a social construct, isn't it? It's not reality. Reality there is no time and somehow the people that you are deeply connected with, you're always deeply connected with. And when they come closer, then you can feel them more. And there is an essence of that in this nighttime, nighttime activities that you'll be having. Next, that's near future card, near future. Yeah. So that's the next, that's now and next few weeks. And then the, the last card is the further future. Seven of Pentacles. Seven of Pentacles. This is quite a boring card for your um, further future. Um, <laughs> it's quite it's quite mundane. So what what this sort of says is that all that is quite intense and dramatic. A lot of that reading I felt it was quite intense and dramatic for the normal. Um, and then we're rounding it off with a nice little summing up. Seven of Pentacles. You're looking at you're looking at what you've got and where to go. You're quite pleased with what you've grown, and this is about you as a human. This is about your own personal where you're at, not about your stuff or achievements. This is about how you are inside and feeling good, like you've reached the stage of completion and you're ready for the next chapter to begin. Um, and I feel it is at that point that that what is not expected death card comes i feel like that comes after this because that what is not expected we don't know when that's going to turn up you know it's just in the mix but i think that's going to come after the seven of pentacles once you feel like oh yeah I'm quite happy with what i achieved there i was very spiritual in my little retreat i did very well for myself i'm feeling good and then the death card goes but can you let go of it all um <laughs> and then it takes you on a completely different trajectory not completely different but just very good I have you know you something that you're you're gonna want and know is right um yeah yeah how was that 
need to talk to you after we finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. I bet you do. Spooky shit. <laughs> yeah, and I pick some for you, and they're they're yeah, they're the same. I mean, well, they're not exactly the same cards, but they're absolutely they're saying the same thing. You got here. This is. This is the this is the ten of swords, the nine of swords, and the the king of cups. So this is the equivalent of that death card, yeah. Of just an ending, a complete ending. But you're in charge of it here. You're standing in charge of it and trying to keep trying to keep your shit together <laughs> and managing it. <laughs> and then what is not expected and then there's there's more of that this is a magician this is the magician card and then you have the six of swords taking away to better times and the three of three of swords pairing you away from from your attachments just pairing you away just having to move this is all about that death card and then near future you have the seven of the seven of cups, the queen of well, well this is the woman coming along. This is the woman coming along, and then you getting into a bit of like and then further future solid relationship, solid relationship, emperor card victory, very Martian card there, and eight of wands, uh, a period of apprenticeship beginning. Yeah, so I, I I I consider that to be just a good accompaniment to that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happens with those. When I do a written reading, it's completely different. Yeah, that's what, that actually uh, leads quite well to my next question. So I, I'm I'm just a little bit like freaking blown. I feel like I'm naked. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Put your clothes back on. <laughs> I enjoyed every single second of that. It's, it's, it's kind of like at the same time, it's just like, oh my God. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, so um, the next question is I, I know you stopped using the tarot a long while ago um, as you're able to connect to the person a lot deeper and a lot more directly through feeling and intuition, kind of like anchoring to the person in a way. Yeah. So can, can you explain how this kind of approach differs to using tools such as the tarot to help direct a person's healing process? Yeah, for sure. The So I, I was doing phone readings and I was doing readings in person and the distraction of having the person in front of me um, was really getting in the way. So I would feel the spirit starting to take me really deeply into uh, messages for the person. And then the person would ask me, Oh no, but what about this? Oh no. Oh, or they would react or they start crying or whatever. And it, it would take me out of that, out of the flow to deal with the person. And it was just, I just thought, hang on a minute, there's got to be a better way than this. So it came about, I was traveling, um, I came to the United States, you know, back in 2005, because I was getting married here. Um, and I needed to work while I wasn't in in the UK. And uh, my, my ex-husband suggested that I do written readings. And I was like, okay, 
I practiced on him and it was amazing. Always loved writing. And I just started to do them. And what would happen was was that I love writing. I've always been a I've always been into writing. It was my, my best subject at school. I love love writing. And then to do my job with writing and I just link into the person and just let it take over. And I'm um sometimes I'm in the person's body, seeing their world and feeling everything the way they feel it, seeing scenes and and I just describe it. Other times it's like a cartoon. It's just like a co- comic strip. It's very funny, um, just seeing things in a very comedic way, which helps to soften the directness. It can be very direct, which is difficult for people to take. So when it comes in a more comedic thing and I have, you know, I'm seeing you as this duck and the duck is is it's just walking over a cliff at the moment. So that's a message for you to look where you're going and possibly don't take this next leap because it's going to, you're going to fall. Um, <laughs> and then it goes into the more, yeah, I, I carry on writing and then I can get into a lot more specific and once uh, you know i've said it's quite comedic and 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 to begin with and then i get right into some the nitty-gritty of what the person is doing that is that is making them get in their own way and the way out of it um and also you know going into people's relationships as well is a big thing that's really important to do because when you're in a relationship with someone you're seeing them through the lens of your conditioning and when you go you come to someone like me we can show you your relationship from a completely different point of view that isn't through the lens of your conditioning us so helpful to see, really helpful to see. And I can see relationships in a lot of detail. Um, I also, I also, you know, I also love to, to do the prediction stuff. I mean, this is so, I don't even usually talk about this because I just feel so cringe doing it. Um, but it's obviously part of what I do. <laughs> and I, I love it because I'll be seeing stuff in so much detail. It's just crazy. And then the person will write back to me and say, you know, the guy with the light brown hair, the one who does it, he's a postman and his mum's sick in hospital and he's got a moustache and he's a little bit, got a bit of a paunch on him, but, you know, he's got nice legs. That guy you described, yeah, he's here now, so... (laughs) And I'm like, what? I've done thousands of readings, and it still it still blows me away. I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand how this stuff works, really. I mean, so I love doing that for that reason because I've done so many readings. I, I trust it. When I see it, I know I know that's that's I know what it is. That's a prediction, and I'm going to tell you. Um, and I love that feeling because I. After all this experience, I know what that is. In the beginning, I was still terrified, you know, terrified to give the predictions, you know. I'd, I'd give them, but I didn't enjoy it because I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to say this, oh, no. But now it, it's been so long and I've had, I, I understand, you know, I, I feel the, you know, I've got all the feedback, whatever. I was, 
people telling me how it's gone and everyone clients who've been coming to me for years and years and you know I can really actually give myself some enjoyment out of doing that and so with these written readings people can take their time to read them and they you do need time to read it because um they're, they're quite intense um and then you know they cannot they ask me questions afterwards on by email and you know i can elaborate things to them or you know just just say more stuff to them if they need more if they want more stuff you know often they just like say oh thanks <laughs> yeah you know, but yeah, and then the person often rereads them and rereads them, and they keep they usually keep them for years and keep coming back to them, um, and getting you know new meanings or reading new or feeling new stuff from them as they go along. So pretty, pretty much everyone they 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 tell me, you know, oh, I was reading a reading you did for me back in two thousand and three, and da, 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 you know, like God, really. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of a written reading is that you keep it and um, you can use it for as long as you as long as you need to. Yeah. I'd be really keen to talk about this back again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really keen. That for me is just blowing my freaking mind. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so oh man, it's such a big conversation. There's so many avenues and tangents we could go. On, but um, yeah, I'll um, just um, uh, I want to cycle back to the the tarot a little bit. Just uh, yeah, sure. Deepen a little bit more on it. For, for listeners, but I, I mean, I, I would love for um, if anyone's listening to this podcast to you know, if, I'd love it if it inspired them to get a deck for themselves and you know, start yeah. start working with it because you know, I know yeah. it um, uh, helps me, uh, and, uh, people it, it does help, and uh, yeah. so uh, so yeah, um, I, yeah, next question is I understand that every single potential life scenario. Is, depict, is depicted in the deck of 78. So if, I'm, if I or, um, or someone else are self-reading, do you have any tips for how to navigate the meanings of the readings? Well, it, it, you just have to do it very regularly. I would say to do it every day um, so that you and the cards build up a relationship. It's not the cards. Like I was saying before, it's like there's – like there's a being called the tarot or a body of knowledge called the tarot, like a door that you you knock on and it opens every time you open your deck of cards and you're in that tarot world, like a different dimension. That's what it really is. And you need to build up a relationship with that. And that means... Because the problem with it, the problem, the beauty of the tarot is, is that you can, one card can have lots of different meanings, you know. So when you pick that card, what it means, it depends on you being tuned in and alert and sufficiently free of your own desires about what you want it to mean or don't want it to mean to just cleanly see what the card is telling you and take it that is very difficult to do you know it takes a lot 
of trial and error and practice to do that and will to want to do that. Because more often than not, the the biggest problem with the tarot is that people use it, um, people misuse it and use it as a crutch, as something that's going to give them a bit of a boost or a bit of a knock because I don't know if you've noticed or not, humans are equally addicted to pain as they are to pleasure. We love to get on a little self-pity vibe. It gives us a little kick, you know, love that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And we love that as much as we love that. Oh, my God. You know, so you have to get out of that. You have to exhaust that in you. And I, I, I think that's how it happens. I think you just, you just, you just, if you have the will to work with the tarot, it takes a lot of dedication and discipline and commitment. You really got to want to do it and stick with it. And it, it will give you back. Oh my goodness. It will give you back a million times over. It's just incredible. It's worth doing, but only the fittest will survive. (laughs) The rest the rest of you will, will just put them down and never touch them again. But if you if you're one of the the chosen the few that the tarot will choose to to work with and train, then you're you're in a very very lucky position. So yeah, so I can pick I can pick the let me see. So I've got a deck here, and here's the magician card. So I can pick the magician card. It can mean somebody playing you playing you for a fool. It can mean you manifesting your most you're manifesting your 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 intentions. It can mean you tricking someone, you manipulating someone. It can mean do, doing alchemy with someone. So it means things that really are contradictory. So I could be asking a question about, let's say, will I be able to pull off the project that I'm planning? And I pick the magician. It could mean, yes, you're going to manifest your intentions, or it could mean someone's going to play you for a fool. So I need to be really clear and clean about, you know. So what helps me, because I'm not there yet, even after, I don't know, 20, 22 years or something of doing this? You know, for myself, I still find it difficult. So what I'll do is say, can you show me another card to help me clarify which way this is going to go? Am I going to be taken for a fool or am I going to manifest my dream? So I pick another card and I got the eight of eight of pentacles, which is apprenticeship. So this is good. This means that, yes, I will manifest it, but I need to be taken on by a mentor who's going to help me and it is going to be a genuine thing that is going to help me get to where I need to go. And that 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 stabilizes that card for me. It shows me exactly what meaning to take from it. So if you're if you pick a card and you're confused about what the meaning is, ask for another card to clarify the meaning and keep going until you're clear. I mean within reason. We can go through the whole deck trying to get the card we want, which is don't do that. The cards will just give up on you if you do that all the time. Um, But that's, and you just do it every day. And, you know, at some point you might want to, you might want to do it for, for someone else. And you could find out how much easier that is because it's not you. 
And then as soon as you start, it, that's what I found is that when it's not me and I'm reading for someone else, it's so easy. The meanings just jump out and you just blurt them out. Um, especially if you don't know the person that well or you're not that fond of them. Um, because any attachment towards a person, it makes it really difficult. So <laughs> a stranger or somebody you, you mildly dislike is a perfect candidate for a practice reading. <laughs> or I've given them some bad news. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You'll just be able to say whatever whatever the cards have got, you know. <laughs> uh, well, well, my thing that I get when I, when I, when I pick the cards, you, you know, when you pick do a good reading, it's just like, sweet yeah i'm gonna now look into the what this means online and really study it and really soak up in how good this is and then uh you know when you when you get a bad reading or what you don't want it's like oh it must be wrong oh no whatever i'm just gonna get on my head and then <laughs> you don't look into it but then i've got to catch myself when i do that because it's just like the tendency is so if you get like a bad reading you want there are no bad readings really because of yeah stuff but you know when when i get a reading let's say that i not not coming across as positive but i just want to go ah screw it's not attention but now i yeah try and actually go further into it when i get but it's it's i mean like you say it's not that it's not positive it's it's not corresponding with your desires and you know the 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 thing that the tarot just seems to always be teaching me is to just really chill out on my desires because desires are good you know it gets you from a to b but we can really go overboard on them and it and it really messes us up and the the cards always seem to be telling me to to cut them back you know you know and they'll, they'll be very strict with me and other people i think on that um another thing you can do is pick one card and then sleep with it under your pillow so that you're absorbing the vibration of the card so that 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 dimension of the tarot is with you as you sleep and even if you don't get any particularly significant dreams or anything when you look at that card again you'll have a deeper feel for it another thing you can do for the tarot um is you can buy a deck for coloring in from the BOTA website, Builders of the Ad, Advent, some obscure occult website, BOTA, Tarot Keys, that's what you Google. And you can then they, you buy them from the USA. They're only available in the USA. Or sometimes from the astrology shop in, uh, in London, in Covent Garden. They sometimes stock them there. And there are a deck of tarot cards that are just black and white and you color, color them in yourself and they give you instructions on how to color them in, which inform you of what the cards mean. And while you're coloring them, your energy goes into it and you create a very personal deck and you, you will receive a vibration of what that card means as you're coloring it in. It is a beautiful way to do it really nice i wouldn't say to do the full 78 card deck just do the major arcana otherwise you'll be here for the next 10 years <laughs> it's a big commitment funny that's that the second time that has come up in uh two days because i was, I was uh, seeing our friend patrick on the weekend uh yeah he was telling me to start coloring in tarot decks now you're saying coloring the tarot decks so maybe maybe i should take that and start yeah. Colouring in the tarot deck. 
I think that you you would really enjoy it because you're you're very creative and artistic person, and you you love that, don't you? You love art, um, so you want to use what you're good at and what you enjoy to help you learn because that's your way, and that's the way it's going to work best for you. Um, for me personally, I information and books it doesn't work for me at all. It's all visual. It's all feelings. It's all visions and that kind of wishy-washy stuff. So that's what I do because it works well for me. I don't try and force myself to do something that's not in my nature. No, I, I definitely. I think uh, it was a real go down. So I remember when I I painted the Wheel of Fortune. God, it was a deep process. It was like, yeah, I, I didn't. I understand a bit more what's happening now. Looking back on it, you know, I understand a bit more about what art is really doing. It's just like the, with art and creativity, totally bypass the ego. And you've got a highlight mm-hmm. subconscious. So whenever mm-hmm. I want to work on something, really work on something, I, I, I paint it, and then mm-hmm. symbol just sat in the bedroom or sat somewhere you can see it every day. That symbol works with the unconscious in a really powerful way and uh yeah since um painting the wheel of fortune like oh i pulled the wheel of fortune earlier actually funny enough and uh, <laughs> i love that card it's my favorite card and um yeah. painting that uh is it feels like it's with me and like in, imbued in me in a, in a way and actually my, my birthday's 10th of november as well so it's like 10 10 oh and yeah reasons why i'm so kind of drawn to that card but uh, yeah but yeah, since, since painting that, it's really it's strange. It feels like it's with me. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Get another one. Pick another one and just go paint it. And yeah, because you have to get off the Wheel of Fortune at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to stay stuck on a spinning wheel, do you? <laughs> Oh, Kyra, um, there's so much more I want to ask you, but yeah. We can meet again. uh, I'd I'd love to, I'd really love to do a part two. Yeah, that'd be really, yeah, really wicked. Um, Yeah, I'd love to. So, um, yeah, come come to my last last question, or second to last question, actually. Um, So Phoenix Vision is related to creating a transformative vision of health and well-being for the future. So my question is, what does transformation mean to you and what would you like to transform in the future? Um, well, transformation, I, for me, it is that's something that's happening in nature constantly. And transformation for me is just to be in tune with that, with what's already happening and not trying to resist it. And that's what transformation is for me at the moment. That's how I see it because... I'm always transforming and everything is always transforming when I just let it, well, it always is anyway, and I just get into trouble when I resist it or try and keep something the same or hold something back from giving everything to the transformation that's always happening. Um, what I would like to trans, what I would like to specifically see transform, what I look forward to seeing transform in the future is um, people living in community more just in in the whole world um all all the you know people living on their own in little units the nuclear family behind their own little four doors secluded isolated lonely 
it's horrible, it's torture, it's like the world's a battery farm or something. And, I, you know, I, I receive reading requests from people all over the world all the time, and this is what breaks my heart, is the loneliness and the isolation. And, you know, humans are so beautiful. We have so much love to give. We're so similar to each other. We just don't realize it because everyone is so lonely and isolated. So that's what I'd really like to see changes, people working towards living in community with each other and taking down these walls. That's really beautiful. Uh, I think hopefully this is the way things are going. I mean, I know there's a lot of people coming up with the ideas of, of getting land and building and yeah. stuff. And I, I think the crisis is what we've been going through in the last uh, couple of years. It's, uh, you know, where it's pushed people into isolation and pushed people themselves. I think it's sparking this, um, this drive to, to, to ultimately not be by ourselves and it's, it, yeah. Sort of sending people to explore other ways of doing things. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a powerful thing. So yeah, I yeah. hope to see your transformative vision come to light. And it is. I, I think it will. Yeah, I think everyone has the same vision, whether they know it or not. Even when you're praying to end your loneliness, I think that's what you're praying for, really. So, Kyra, how can people find out more about you if they want to maybe work with you or, or say hello? What uh, you, you do? You have a site, right? I have a website that is really old, and um, I always feel like I need to apologise for it before I tell anyone about it because it works. You know, everything on it works, but it's so dated. Um, and I've been meaning to create a new website, but I just don't have the motivation to do it because I'm like, hang on, all the best healers and stuff that I know don't even have websites. But I understand I do need one. So it's there. It's out. It looks a bit dated. It's not the kind of style or look that I would go for now, but it's cool. It's functional. It does the job. It is thelighthousewebworld.com, thelighthousewebworld.com. And I'm on Facebook. And my email address is thelighthousepost at yahoo.co.uk. Feel free to get in touch. I love your website, by the way. This is um, uh, you go on it, and this is kind of when you, when you do see more of like the old school website. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I prefer <it> anyway. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh my God. What a fantastic, fantastic episode. Like, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for. Um, the time, spending the time to, uh, to, to talk with me about this, uh, this beautiful mysteries of life and uh, the wonder that is this being, this entity we call Tarot. I really deeply appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, 
Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I've been, I've been living out. I've been living out here in the mountains in in New York for the past couple of months. I haven't really been talking to anyone about my work or anything. So it was really nice to talk about all of this and just, just, just get a, like a, you know, just be like, oh wow, yeah, I do that too because I've been spending the last two months just basically running around <laughs> doing other things. <laughs> um, but yeah. Good. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Real pleasure. All right. Well, yeah, much love. And yeah, talk to you very soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.